Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. That would make me Mike. Mike, I am on my fifth. Uh, ooh, Mad Elf, and I just spilled some of myself as a testament to that. So you've essentially consumed about eight beers at this point. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. yeah. Weirdly enough, I do not feel especially drunk. I feel tipsy. But that's the magic of Mad, of Mad Elf. It's Elves are magical creatures. Well, you know, we have a lot of audience who are not in Pennsylvania or in that area and aren't familiar with Trogues Brewing Company. Trogues is an independent brewing company and they make a, a delicious concoction every Christmas called Mad Elf, which is like, I don't know, cherry and cinnamon and vanilla. Vanilla. And it's a very heavy tasting. It's almost like drinking a meal. And it's, what is it, like 23% alcohol? No, per, I, <laughs> I, I think it's only like 12. Yeah, it's insane. It's a highly, it's a high number for a beer. Now, now in America, your average beer is probably 6%. I know that in Europe, right. it's it's higher. It is. In most places, other than the U.S., it's higher. So this might, we might just sound like a bunch of pansies talking like uh, 12%. That's nothing, mate, you know, or some shit like that. But uh, it's it's strong for here. It's strong for here. And it's and delicious. It's, it's a treat. Yeah, it's a treat. Yeah. And uh, I've got that sort of, sort of like, kind of like vibrate outwardy thing going from my head. So that's nice. good. I'm enjoying nice. that. Is that what's making my voice echo? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's not echoey. It's just there's like a reverb to your voice that I'm hmm. noticing that I don't normally notice. I don't. Yeah. I didn't do anything different that I am aware of. So I don't have anything set differently or anything either. You know, while right. we're talking about Pennsylvania, just real quick, Pennsylvania Lottery Commission, get a new fucking commercial, please. You've had this same Christmas fucking commercial where the guy goes and gives Rita and I I don't know what the fuck the husband's name is, but I think the guy who gives the tickets name is Joe. He goes to a newsstand and gives them tickets and they're like, what a great gift. Thanks, Joe. Happy holidays, Rita. You know, and everything. The commercial's fucking terrible. Most newsstands sell lottery tickets, so they would not be able to probably cash them in even if they won there is a commercial that i don't I know hate if that you commercial. uh it, it was an older commercial like it was popular in the 80s and maybe early 90s but it's this brother who comes home for christmas and surprises his sister i know which one you're you talking know which about one i'm talking right about. off the bat the coffee of course you do of course you do the coffee commercial yeah. <laughs> yes but, yeah so folgers commercial and it's so incestuous that it, it's it's shocking like yeah. there is clearly some sort of secret bond between this brother and sister or the actor and actress. Like they were clearly banging. Yeah, know? there was some chemistry. There was clearly I was chemistry. not expecting and didn't have anything to do with caffeine. It wasn't or, all right. Or Java beans. It wasn't all right no. for a brother and sister. Like, I mean, the, the implications, hey, mom and dad are asleep. Want to go fuck? Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, and then we'll make breakfast to cover up the smell of sex. <laughs> yeah, I mean nothing like bacon to to cover up that funky, spunky smell. Nobody yeah. wants to smell incest. Everybody wants to smell bacon for the video, and even for the audio people, but especially for the video. I'm gonna people. I'm gonna cut that in now here. Hello. 
must have the wrong house. Sister. <laughs> oh, I missed you so much. They waited up all night for you, you know. It's a long way from West Africa. Oh, real coffee. Kiss here. I brought you something from far away. <laughs> really? Oh. What are you doing? You're my present this year. The best part of waking up is folders in your cup. Just so that everyone knows how disturbing that commercial truly is. Like, I want to know, like, what was going on? Like, like, what was going on at Folgers HQ that day when they were like, okay, let's do this? Did um, they know what they were making, or was it the after ramifications of that actor and actress? I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory here. You know, I used to be able to go to some of the uh, gas stations and get like the variety pack of porno. <laughs> sure. You know, uh, it was always like some swinger magazines and God knows what else you get. And it was always the shit that nobody else wanted. So like biggins and stuff like that. <laughs> it was like it was like sounding for for, for fetishes. Yeah. Oh, know? yeah. For certain. Yeah. Yeah. I will never forget that one of the magazines I got in one of those bundles had a woman named Pendulosa who had boobs that were about three feet long and looked like a stretched out fucking athletic sock with a tennis ball in the end of it. It was so nasty. You could, she just, could tie them shits in knots, braid them. God knows what else. Yeah, you could just titty fuck her by wrapping one penis tit around your dick. One penis around your dick? One penis around your dick. That's right. Fair enough. She also had a penis, apparently. Um, No, I was going to say, they were in that uh, particular um, zone looking through those magazines, and they found some incest porn, because I don't think that it's beyond, you know, um, the possibility that that would have been in that pile of magazines also. Well, and the thing about incest porn is it's really easy to do, like, from from a porn standpoint. All you have to do is say, brother, you're fucking me. You know, and there you go. You've got incest porn. Like, it, it, this, there was this thing, like, so I'm not proud of it, but I used to f- frequent uh, 4chan, and you'd find <laughs> a lot of funny stuff and weird stuff on 4chan, especially on the uh, sub forum B, which stands for random. For some reason, it's B. But. I mean, you get a lot of horrible stuff in there, but occasionally you get stuff like, you know, like, hey, look, it's a it's a whole thread about incest porn. And it would be like one girl saying, hey, brother, you have a big penis. May I touch it? And then the rest would be Spider-Man, <laughs> the cartoon Spider-Man saying, hello, mm-hmm. brother, I see you're beautiful. May I please touch it? You know, like like making fun of it. You I'm know, familiar sort of, with the Spider-Man sort of undermining, ones. Yeah, undermining like the requirements <laughs> of the people who are asking for this stuff. I don't know if I ever told you about this. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. When I worked at the one dealership back in the late 90s, um, there was a couple of guys that I don't know where they got them from. I'm guessing some uh, adult store, actual brick and mortar store, because this was the days before the internet was really a big thing. Right. Had like a blowout sale, VHSs, and they brought in like two big fucking brown bags of pornos. Somebody made the mistake of giving them to me. 
I didn't understand the system that I was supposed to watch them and then give them back. So you <laughs> so kept them. I ended up with like a bag full of, I don't know, 10, 12 videos. And in amongst that, there was this one really good movie with this actress named uh, Cherry Cherry Evans, I think her name was, something like that. I might be wrong on that, but and it was it was like an incest thing where she was like, "Hey, baby brother, instead of going to the water park, why don't we stay home and fuck?" And it was like an '80s, early '90s movie. It was actually pretty good. She was really attractive, and that was my first ever foray into that um, into that genre or, or I don't know niche maybe is a better thing niche of porn. And I gotta say that. It, that was the tamest of any of the stuff that I've ever seen. I mean, I, I essentially for me to find, well, I don't know. I can't I'm, imagine something else that came from my mother's vagina being sexually attractive to me. <laughs> I just can't. I can't. That, that, is, that is such a hard line <laughs> to fucking take right there. I can't imagine something else coming. I mean, I had my mom's vagina into this conversation. Like it went way off the scale on that one. I like where you how you did it, but it was like <laughs> not well, just your sister, but you brought your mom into it too, which which really drives the point it home. It does drive the point home, exactly. Yeah. Is that if you're like <laughs> fantasizing about your sister, um what's going on? Like, what's going on? I, I, I don't know. Um I'm going to guess uh Oh, that's what the problem is. My internet's kind of janky right this minute. Yeah. And I see that my one um, extender is offline. Oh, good. Do you want to remedy that? Because you just started turning... Go shit. figure. Yeah. You I'm just... going to ask somebody in the house here to fix it for me. Okay. We're online. We're live as we're fixing Mike's internet. Go figure. Another fucking problem. You know, it is what it is, Mike. I should I should have looked at it before I came upstairs. But We had that conversation the other night. It is what it is. And I said I don't like that term and I cringe when I use it. And there I just used it. Because it's a meaningless I, term. It's a... It's a it, I mean, it's not meaningless. It's meaningful in, 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 in its meaninglessness. And it's meaningless in its meaningfulness. Because... Anyone can say it, and it can mean exactly nothing, or it can be extremely profound. And that's the problem. It's like a cliche now. You know, you've got people who are like, oh, you know, uh, in for for a dozen or half, half, or whatever. You know, that's a terrible... I can't cut that either, because that was... <laughs> I love beer. <laughs> so when we talked on the phone the other day, we were talking about um, funny pet stories. Mm -hmm. And you said you thought that would be a great like segment to talk about pet Absolutely. stories and like yeah. hilarious and funny things that our pets have done. I would, although, I would agree 100% with that. Although I'm afraid because I'm going to be talking about pets that have passed and I'm going to get a little melancholy in this. Because I, I also tend to think of like the cute things that they did. The stuff mm -hmm. like, like I had my first cat, Princess. 
she was the first cat of the of you know that we got when we first got married so 26 years ago uh and she used to sit right on my arm and like kind of lay in the crook of my arm and rest mm-hmm. her head on my deltoid here and uh and she just it was the sweetest fucking thing in the world and then you know maggie would like snuffle me she'd get up in my ear do that thing and uh i mean it was just like i remember like whenever she'd do that it was like snuffle nights and uh i i was always oh it was snuffle night yeah you know it was just <laughs> making me so happy but you mm-hmm. know when i think about that i i really miss those girls you know and uh you know it makes me sad but but i also like it helps me to remember that every single one of my pets has some special personality trait that's unique to them that i should be appreciating now while it's in my life like luna for example loves to lick your arm she'll lick your arm until it's just completely raw (laughs) <laughs> and then she'll keep going and I'll be like, all right, baby, you're taking the skin off. It's time to stop. Um, <laughs> I've shown by the cat tongue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, my my uh, sister-in-law's cat, uh, Snowy, loves glasses. And he's the sweetest thing in the world. Like, he's like one of those cats that let you rub his belly. You know, mm-hmm. and he has no problem with it. Uh, but if you pick him up and you're wearing glasses, he's doing that with him taking them off, biting them, biting the stem of them. And it's so, it's just, I don't know, like, to somebody, like, who is new to cats, who is asking for advice, what does my cat's behavior mean? Or what does my cat's body posture mean? Or what does their tail mean? Mm -hmm. You kind of want to give them, like, generalized advice. But then you realize that generalized advice is, like, baseline for the same way if you were an alien explain to other aliens how humans behave because <laughs> within those parameters if within that baseline there's a wide variance you mm-hmm. know yeah one cat's tail flipping 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 might mean don't fuck with me another one means if you stop petting me i'm gonna bite you it's it and it's like i you really have to know their personality in order to get what that tail activity and that body language means yeah and every cat is special i've never had two cats alike uh and so anyone who's i i was thinking about this the other day people who say they're just dog people i feel like they're just not trying hard enough (laughs) i really do i really do and i'm not saying that they're bad people at all I'm just saying that they really have not tried to commune with a cat because the difference between a dog and a cat is that a cat, a dog, well, you're a human default. You're the best, you know, there's no work required. And I think a lot of people like that and they resent cats for the fact that you have to earn their trust, but there's nothing more rewarding than earning a cat's trust. The first time a cat comes and lays on top of your chest and snuggles down and falls asleep is like so fucking rewarding to me, you know, because, you know, you had to earn that. The cat's not automatically trusting you. He's like, I'm going to test you out. 
Let's see what you're about, you know? I'm gonna fucking maybe scratch you a couple of times while you're petting me to see if you're a bitch or not. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you a bitch or can you take it? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want no scrub. While I will say that people who are only cats and no dogs are just as bad. I don't In really think way. I know anybody that's ever said to me, I only like cats. Yeah, neither have I. No, like that's, dog people for certain. For know? sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. And then you get guys who are like, and I say guys because it's always guys who are like, well, fuck cats. I'll have my dog kill a cat. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'll have my fists kill you because you're a fucking piece of shit. You know. I know somebody who um, their cat got stuck in a fly trap recently, and I had that happen to my a one cat. A fly trap? You mean like those strings of gluey paper? Yes. Yes. Oh my god! My one cat did that. We had to wash her and put her olive oil on her to get the trap off without ripping all of her hair out. Oh my god! And then I had to wash her twice to yeah. get all the olive oil off. Wow! And she came through it fine everything was great but try holding on to a greased cat it's near impossible i digress <laughs> we were talking about this and somebody came up and said oh i'd have just fucking left it like that and i was like well not, you know not necessarily a dog person but definitely an asshole yeah definitely an asshole <laughs> yeah you know well yeah i mean i i don't understand how you can not like an animal like Unless you have a severe phobia of it, you know. But this this weird toxic masculine. Yeah, trait, it's a macho thing to hate cats. Yeah, it's macho, and but it's puppies like, are okay. Yeah, puppies are okay. <laughs> it's like well, all you're showing me is that you're just a a bitch that can't handle a fucking personality that doesn't immediately accept you. That's why. That's why. And I mean, like that makes sense. Because when you think about those same guys, you're like, well, I don't like a woman who isn't submissive and doesn't, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I want a trad wife. Hashtag trad wife. They're also the ones, though, that uh, can't think for themselves, have to fall in line with with all the other masculine traits. Like, I don't fucking cry. I know pussy. I don't like cats. Yeah. You know, my women better be making me a fucking sandwich and have my breakfast ready when I get out of bed before my feet hit the floor. People are more aware now. You know. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I would, at the same, in the same token, I would not want to be a young person right now. I think the amount of pressure Pressure. must be tremendous, right? I, I guess, I I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know that to me, it looks any different than it did, uh, you know, 25 years ago. So do you think that you would have been capable of like maneuvering today's culture? as a young person I would say yes because you got to remember that these kids grew up navigating this culture so it's very similar yeah. to the way that we 
kind of grew into those things and then grasped onto them at an older age and and made it through i think so yeah yeah i feel pretty confident that uh that you know that i'd probably be able to do it just like if they got put into our position i think that they would because we're not that far apart now if you want to ask like do i think that like our parents would have been able to get, you know, thrust into childhood in the early 2000s and made it through. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know, I don't about, know that. about that either. But yeah. I mean, that's a huge generational gap difference. Yeah, right. Yeah, like right. that. That's that's a lot different, you know. Whereas we had kind of the precursor to that, and I think, I think, yeah. Well, we are. I like the, to think anyway. We're analog kids in a digital age. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like we were brought up on analog. Everything was, everything was metered out by a wholly different standard than is metered out by today. There was no internet to beholden to, and and that meant that first of all that you were relatively ignorant, unless you owned a dictionary. I had encyclopedias. encyclopedias yep. Right right and even then that was limited right now you've got a million points of view that you can access like when and i sometimes like question what is the last opinion that i've held that has been truly mine right have i ever held an opinion that is truly mine you know to and and how often do i when question on my positions have to contradict myself in order to make my position stick. And that goes back to Terrence McKenna, who said, uh, if you don't occasionally contradict yourself, your position isn't complex enough. (laughs) (laughs) And and I find that to be true. I really do. I, I look at that and I say, right, like, you contradict yourself and you say something that completely undermines your entire position and then you go this proves my position (laughs) (laughs) you know and it does that's the funny thing is that it actually does i don't get into uh things that deeply that i end up uh having to contradict or prove myself with things very often so i'm a little out of practice at it why do you suppose that is? Um, probably partially due to my lack of desire to have confrontation over stuff. Um, because I just don't think it's worth it most of the time. I think that trying to convince people of something uh, in in this day and age, um, especially in the current time frame and current uh, culture that we live in, is is worth my fucking time yeah like if there's somebody that's completely on the opposite end of things for me it's you know it's as likely that they're going to say something that's going to make me go huh you know what you're right as i'm going to do that to them it's it's just not worth it to me i'd rather save my time and find something else to uh to do that's you know that's a pity because it's kind of the way that i go with it it seems to me that debate healthy intellectual debate has kind of taking a down pat a downslide like oh, for certain you know because you're right it, it, there is no healthy debate like most of the time when you try to have that kind of conversation with somebody 
it comes down to a narcissistic I'm right and you're wrong kind of mentality. It, it'll devolve into a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly and, physical. Yeah. Very, very quickly. Yeah, depending on what you're talking yeah. about. It's and that's what I'm saying. It's just not worth it. Now that is uncertain topics. Mm-hmm. Now there are obviously very uh, benign topics that people can still have conversation about uh, to a certain degree, unless they have a pet topic. In which case, like what you related last <laughs> week with the guy who was talking about voting because someone yeah. was talking about pressing a button. Well, yeah. like that guy heard the word such button. a leap. Yeah, that such guy a heard, leap. That guy heard the word press a button and immediately assumed that you were talking about voting. Yeah, and then his pet topic came into play, but, and he got yeah. dressed down, which he was got, amazing. That is but, amazing. Yeah, I mean, like I, I avoid politics at work. I avoid religion at work. I right. avoid, you know, sexual orientation. Uh, topics and stuff right. at work because it's just you know those hot button topics you know damn right well yeah. that you're going to end up getting into a fight with somebody right. and making an enemy no matter what it's just not that way like I, I have had conversations about some of these things but that was only after an extended period where I you know maybe ran into this person and they were like oh yeah well you know this is what I think or, or whatever yeah. and I got to know that we had similar you know views on stuff and right. then I was like okay but there are other things like my hobbies are, are kind of weird sometimes to people and I'll be like, Oh, well, this is why, you know, this is good. Or this is why this, and, and we can, we can have a conversation about it still. It's just, it's not those heavy topics. Yeah. The heavy topics. I just, ugh, no, thanks, man. Yeah, if I, I want to fight with somebody, I'll find a, a different way to do it. Well, I think ultimately anyone, <laughs> most people are pretty capable of saying, I'm willing to put those things on hold because I recognize that they're not for polite conversation. And those people are easy to get along with. It's the ones that have that pet topic that they just absolutely have to discuss and bring up. They cannot avoid it. And everything ties into that one thing. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, look at how much I spent. Look at the price of bologna today. Oh, that's because of blah, blah, blah. Like it's these insane leaps. Yeah, <laughs> from one thing to the other. Right. You know. God damn it! I have to piss so fucking bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> See, this is what the the Mad Elf does. The it's Mad magical. Elf. Yeah, it is magical indeed. Mm. I'll be right back. Well, Tom's gone. Let's talk about something interesting. I can kind of hear an echo in my voice. Must be because his headphones are close to the microphone. Did you notice that on this bulletin board that sits behind Tom all the time? There's there's no picture of me up there. But I likewise have no picture of Tom behind me. So I guess that's fair, right? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe, just maybe. But he does have pictures of other people behind him. So, hmm. I just went with a generic shower curtain because uh, this room usually is used for storage and um, nobody wants to look at the mess behind me. But shortly, I'll be moving into a different room in the house because my eldest uh, will be moving back home and living in this space. So then you're going to get a whole different view of things because it'll probably be a different background. Yeah. 
I know you're excited about it. Try to contain yourself. I need you to temper your expectations. Yeah. Oh, I think he's back. I'm completely fucking rocked. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even trying to I exaggerate knew, I knew you were headed in that direction the the elf can creep up on you and oh my just God. jump when on I, your back and clobber you between the time that I went down the stairs to go to the bathroom and back upstairs it's like I got periodically drunker yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty um, awesome. Yeah, it is. I love I love Mad Elf. It's such a good beer, and and it I don't drink often because because it interferes with my meds. No, uh, I don't drink <laughs> often because I often get these terrible migraines the next day. But I think occasionally that kind of shit is good for the soul, you know, it, it just uh, just to let loose and. Uh, Drink a bathtub full of alcohol. You know, we talked enough about this, whatever the hell topic we were just talking about. I don't even remember what the actual topic was. Let's let's get to our songs of the week here. Yeah, let's get to our songs of the week. So yeah. my my song of the week is very uh, dancey and happy. And if you've listened, if you've watched the video, which I hope you did, it's also extremely extremely pro. LGBTQIA, and that song is uh, "Genghis Khan" by the artist Mike Snow, spelled with two eyes. Uh, Mike Snow, I don't know much about him. I don't know his art, him, them, whatever. Uh, I don't know much about their catalog, but but this song, the the video for it is what sold me. I mean, the song itself is just happy and it makes you want to dance, but the video is this sort of James Bond-esque like escapade into man-to-man -man love that is absolutely fucking adorable. It's just <laughs> the cutest fucking thing. And we're going to play that for, a little clip for that for you right now. Mike, what is what are your thoughts on this song? Have you given any thought to it? I'm not gonna lie to you here. Um, I did the whole song thing like as early as I've ever done it, and I am absolutely certain that I listened to your song, but I don't fucking remember what my opinion was on it. <laughs> well, that's all right. I mean, at least that at least you're being honest. Yeah, I I I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, it's just been one of those weeks where other shit has been going on and mm -hmm. stuff that boggles my fucking mind um, in my own house has been going on. And mm -hmm. I have just, you know, plans made, plans changed, this, that, working literally uh, every day this week uh, for some period of time, you know, and everything is just my brain's fried. It's yeah. Friday. I'm I'm fried without even having done anything. Yeah. 
It's not an excuse. I mean, I could I could listen to it again if you want me to and give you my no, opinion. No, 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 that's all right. Okay. That's all right. I, I'd like to hear more about your song of the week. <laughs> my song of the week. I pulled one out of the uh, out of the archives here uh, from my liked song list. Excuse me on Spotify, and uh, I went with the Dillinger Escape Plan. One of us is the killer. An amazing track. Yeah. By the way, I really, I really love this band. They are, if you go on Wikipedia and look them up, their their genre is described as math rock, which makes sense to me in a not in a non musician sense, in that mm-hmm. they are constantly changing their time signatures, and they're playing around with sounds, and they're playing around with everything and vocal and, styles and vocal styles yeah. and there's there's no way to take a, a dillinger escape plan song and say well this is definitely this genre you know so mm-hmm. like i i really enjoy them and as i shared with you uh the song mona lisa uh goodbye mona lisa smile or something like that mm-hmm. um they they just jump all around. You can never fully expect what's happening next in a Dillinger Escape Plan song. Yeah, like the vocals on this song are completely like for me from the stuff I've listened to. There's I'm not their biggest, you know, uh, fan. I don't right. I haven't listened to everything, but they have a tendency to a lot of screaming and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. And then the way the vocals come out on this song, it's just like beautiful singing. Yeah, and uh, it's heavy yet it's so well constructed also it just makes the song is just to me infinitely listenable if that uh, makes sense It's unique, and that's what I like about it, is that they're not afraid to be unique. And all their music is like that, from what I've heard, you know. Uh, Like I said, math rock, you know, is very very complicated and very uh, intricate. And and what they're doing is is yards above, like, what a lot of musicians are doing. Uh, You know, I, I bring up my nephew a lot, but I introduced him to the band Helmet. And mm-hmm. he's got a good ear. So I was like, I was like, what do you think of this band? And he goes, they're really intense and really intricate. And I said, that's a, that's a good call because all of them have music degrees, you know? And he's like, yeah, I, I kind of got that impression. Like these guys definitely understand music. And, and I mean, I don't have kids clearly. But I understand now, in a way that I never did before, like that, like when you have a young person in your life, you want to like, when you see that little, whatever it is, like, like that little, 
in inspiration that 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 moment where they're like hey man i really like this band you just want to take it and kind of run with it and go like yeah 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 you know what go also like this 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 and this you know and <laughs> so so that's what i've been doing is like when we go to the gym uh, one of us or the other will play music and I'll be like, yeah, throw something on there, man. Give me something new. Come something I haven't heard before. And he gets these little indications on YouTube. And it's like, this has four views. I'm like, play it. I don't care what it is. I want to hear it. But yeah. I jump back around here and there, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, nimbly bimbly from branch to branch. You yeah, know, I started like listening to my music. I'm like, I'm like, a, I'm like frontier man, you know, I'm, like, I'm over here, I'm over there. I'm like, so do I cat to you? This has been a very serious episode. Yeah, yeah, it kind of has been. It has been. And, and it's funny, I didn't expect the alcohol to bring that out in me. Uh, we should end on a, on a on a light note. Do you have anything light that we can talk about? Hmm. Well, I mean, the holidays are coming up. Yes, they are, and I'm so... very excited. Okay, so uh, yeah, I I I, I uh, this is a great way to end. So uh, I got my 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 Halloween decor or my Christmas decorations out, and I started putting them up, and I realized that I only had enough for half the house. <laughs> so I, I got on Amazon and ordered the like a remainder of what I need for to, and it's gonna arrive tomorrow. So right now half my house is lit up, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out there with my niece, and she looks up at me and she says, "So, tell me the ins and outs of being a bald person." <laughs> <laughs> Completely holiday related. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, what do you mean? And she says, well, what's it like to be bald? And they said, okay, well, I guess it's nice. Showers are much shorter. I guess it, <laughs> I guess I miss my long hair, but showers are easier. Um, uh, I don't have to shampoo. And she says, yeah, and you don't have to worry about lice. <laughs> <laughs> she is the funniest, dude. She's so goddamn funny. <laughs> oh, children, children's minds are the best. They are, they are. Well, she's ten, and and I have come to the conclusion that I absolutely do not understand <laughs> ten-year-olds on any level. <laughs> she is a mystery to me. She's in that sort of phantom zone between a kid and a teenager, you know, that mysterious tween. Mm -hmm. And I don't. I don't fully get her motivations or her beliefs, uh, but she occasion, ooh, but she occasionally floors me. You know, like the other day, she asked, "Damn it, I have hiccups." You remember that episode where uh, of the gaming where I couldn't fucking stop hiccuping? <laughs> it took like half an hour for it to stop. It was terrible. They're really bad too. They start to hurt after a while. <laughs> They're every ten seconds. I mean, oh. I don't feel anything, but Ugh. we can talk yeah. about hiccup. Uh, 
you know, remedies that supposedly work, like holding your breath, sitting as straight as you can and trying to swallow three times. Sometimes that works. Or taking a 15 second long drink could possibly do it. Yeah, let's see if that helps. You start to feel the tickle and all of a sudden it comes back. And then I think I did it. Weird. We should wrap up. You're you're so lucky that you didn't hiccup in the middle of that drink. You just shot water out your fucking nose and everything else. Yeah, just <laughs> like some kind of crazy, disgusting uh, carnival thing that blows balloons up or something. It's I don't like, know. It's like a Chris Cunningham music video. <laughs> Who the hell is Chris Cunningham? Um, okay, so Chris Cunningham is like this visual artist that does really disturbing physical stuff. And uh, Aphex Twin did a song called Rubber Johnny. And so Chris Cunningham did a video for it. And it's just this weird guy in a wheelchair that's sort of inflating. And like, as he's moving around, he's like blasting out bits of bio biological material. And then from that came a band called the... Oh God, I can't remember the name of the band. That's terrible. But they did a they did a song where uh, uh, there's this woman whose like bladder is coming out onto the camera, as and it's the same guy. It's really disturbing shit. That sounds pretty disturbing. That sounds like the kind of shit that would have given me nightmares. Yeah. Well, I remember you used to get really tweaked out about Nine Inch Nails videos. I did, and Tool videos also. Just creeped yeah. me the fuck out when I was a kid. In fact, I still don't... I'm, I'm still not, like... I, I appreciate Tool, yeah. but I'm not like, yeah, I'm going to go listen to some Tool with the lights out and, and you know, just relax. It's, just, it's never going to happen. I'm sorry. It's never really? going to happen. Because I'm like, oh, my God, it's creeping me the fuck out. Tool. You know? Are you serious? Because Tool's music... With Their music don't... is is good, yeah, but it's the visualizations that came along with that that are in my head right now that uh, I just am like, nope. You can't nope. get rid of them. Because, yeah. like, Adam Jones and... Uh, what's the... Carrie, what the hell's their drummer? Um, Danny Carey. Danny Carey are, like, amazing musicians and funny mm-hmm. dudes and everything else, but I can't, like, some reason that still is in my brain from back in the 90s. Really interesting thing about mm. Danny Carey is that his father was a 32nd degree Mason. Mm. And uh, Danny Carey himself bases his drumming, like his sets, like the, the configuration of his drum set around sacred geometry that <laughs> he obtained from his father. Wow. So, I mean... What does that mean? I nothing. <laughs> that, <laughs> the, that the the Masonic Temple should really appreciate Tool's music. I don't know. <laughs> We're all really big fans because of the way you set up your drums. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything, but it's really cool. It's interesting. It's interesting. That's a, yeah. yeah, that's a fact. I would have probably never come to without you uh, telling me that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, like, you know, a 32nd degree Mason is no small feat. Like, like, I don't know that I've ever really put that much 
effort into anything right <laughs> you know like i'm like that takes years and years and years and 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 dedication you know to whatever is actually going on uh with those masons because i don't really know i suspect that there's you know certain aspects of it that are not things that i am into well i know that there is certain aspects of it things that i'm not into you know or that i don't believe in mm -hmm. well i i knew a mason basically mason <laughs> the masonic temple is based on the idea that you believe in some kind of god so that's all you really re are required to be a mason um that and a hundred dollar fee <laughs> but uh like like he, have you ever heard you've heard of the third degree someone giving you the third degree yeah yeah well that is actually the third degree masonic uh that is, that comes from the masonic temple's idea of the third degree they ask you a lot of questions they they put a knife at your throat and they and they ask you to recite these things and you have to recite them perfectly i mean they're not going to or they you. slit your throat well, they're not going to stab you in the throat, but <laughs> they no. murder you. That's what yeah. happens. But they want you to be as as accurate as possible. You know what I mean? Obviously, you know it's a social club, so when it comes right down to it, they're not like gonna kill you or like deny you unless you really suck. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. In which case, you'll end up in the Mason basement. In the Mason, the Mason basement. <laughs> they are masons, so they can obviously build walls and you're, you're rooms and other things. You know, you're a mason. You're mason adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> that's our. That's our mason adjacent. That's our People pod. are going to be listening to this episode, going, "When the fuck are they? When is this going to make any fucking sense?" <laughs> because that's the title of the episode. <laughs> At the one hour and five minute mark, it suddenly makes sense. You know? They always do that. It's, we always get our title at the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, it's time to end the episode. I, uh, as much as I would love to sit here and talk about being Mason adjacent <laughs> or whatever the hell we ended up talking about earlier because I, I'm not even sure we had a specific topic flowing through this entire episode uh, but I looked at the time and we are out of time so that's going to have to be a story for another time thank you for joining us for story time with Tom and Mike we hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you giving it to you like the advice that you might have picked up in the first few minutes of the podcast, it's always best to check your network extenders before you sit down to do a podcast. Don't be like Mike, even though Nike wanted you to be like Mike at one point in time. Silver Mike. Yeah, whatever. Same name. Doesn't really make a difference. I don't have a shoe named after me, though, unless there was like a shit heel. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky shit, y'all. Named after me. The official shoe of story time with Tom and Mike. Oh, my God. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, folks. Bye. <laughs>